Creative Studio Academy, Semester 1, Session 2. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. Have you been crawling along the internet superhighway while others are zipping by? Maybe you haven't quite merged into the traffic yet, or maybe you've had a website for years but aren't getting the results you've hoped for. And that's to be expected. Even if your website is sporting the newest bells and whistles, dynamic and flashy media is good, but it's not everything. Just having a great quality website isn't enough. In this new world of information, you need to be creating content. Not just a static page on your website, but content that is constantly fresh. Just think, if a restaurant ordered fresh food only on the first day of the month, customers would stop coming pretty quickly. I mean, who really wants to have a sandwich from two weeks ago? So how do you go about creating new content online? Well, there are several avenues to choose from. With blogging and podcasting being the two great and glowing options, this doesn't stop with those. And we'll dive in deeper into what we can do, why to do it, and how to make it happen. I mentioned before that I've been involved in offline content creation for years. Online, I've been blogging for over two years and podcasting for about 18 months. Maybe not a long stretch compared to some others, but I've learned a lot over the time. And so I plan to share my experience and knowledge to help you along your journey. And so in this session, we're going to focus a little bit more about what content creation is, specifically in a couple different areas. And so we're not going to be able to cover every single gamut, but we're going to try to hit the top major things as we go through this. In Michael Hyatt's book, Platform, he emphasizes that a website isn't enough. The mentality of build it and they will come doesn't work. Even having great content won't stand on its own. And so I've tried this. When I started blogging, I had a good looking website and great content, but I didn't have an audience. Even when I tried to promote on Twitter, I had so few followers, it didn't make much of a difference. I didn't start seeing any growth until I started interacting with others online. I found some blogs to follow and interacted with both the blogger, in this case it was Chris Licurto at chrislicurto.com, and the others that were commenting in that community. I started learning better ways to utilize Twitter. By the way, it's more than just following others and hoping they follow you back. Throughout 2013, I grew my Twitter following from 200 to over 600. I know those aren't impressive numbers, but it's still a 300% growth. I started to see my stats improve on my website as well. My numbers suffered when I got busy and inconsistent. And so again, you need more than a quality website. For a business owner, a website isn't enough to bring traffic. You have to do something to bring them in. I've seen this over and over through several of the clients that I've helped be able to develop websites for. 
they were hoping that just getting a website would be enough to be able to help their business or if they were starting a business, that it'd be enough to be able to launch them into success in that business. Several years ago, I didn't really know better, so I just kind of went with it. And so I did the same thing on my own sites as well. But as I worked with these clients and I started to learn more about content creation, about blogging, and being able to do more to be able to generate traffic and be able to also be able to build your own um, experience and your um, expertise, if you will, in the eyes of other people. And so you may be an expert already in whatever it is your field is, but other people don't know that yet. And so the w- a way to be able to do that is to be able to create this content online to be able to, dis- to display the skills and the expertise that you have. And so as I started learning these things, I started then trying to teach that to the clients I was working with. And so they had a hard time trying to accept it and the grasp onto that because they were so busy with the things that they were doing in their own business that it seemed daunting to try to think of adding something new. But I tried to work with them, try to explain that, yes, up front, it might be a little bit more work and you may not see the results right away. But in the long run, it'll do a lot to help your reputation and slowly be able to build your business. And so I started to explain that to them, started showing them some different things as far as how they could go about starting a blog and what they would need to do to continue it. And so that is actually what led to the start of this podcast and the site creativestudio.academy. And so what is content creation? Content creation is simply creating content online. This could be in different forms as we're going to look at here. And so some of the major ways that we're going to look at is blogging, podcasting, and creating videos. Those are some of the big ways that you could be able to create content Also involved, and we'll talk a little bit about this as well, is some different ways on social media to be able to bring it all together and have another avenue for people to be able to contact you and for you to bring them back to your website. And so, first of all, let's talk about blogging. That's a very good basis for someone that's getting started to be able to get involved in. And so, with blogging, you need a website And my recommendation is that you use WordPress, and that's going to be a recommendation as we go throughout all these sessions, excuse me, and we're actually going to dive in a little bit deeper as far as what WordPress is and how to use it and things like that in some future sessions. But for now, just uh, know that WordPress is a really good platform. It's a content management system that lets you be able to easily create pages, but also helps you to be able to do a blog as well. And so a blog, for those that may not be as familiar, is a place where you can be able to write articles and be able to have those indexed chronologically in reverse order. In other words, the newest article would be first. Normally we just refer them to as blog posts. And so as you add a new blog, that new one will be at the top of the list. And then 
it'll go backwards in time as as you look through the list on your website. So that way, the newest, the freshest stuff is going to be seen first on your website. And so, of course, this is a great thing if you're bringing someone to your website and they see, hey, there's something new since the last time I came here. If there's nothing new on your website, what do they have to come back for? I mean, think about it. If you went to a website and you were reading the exact same copy every single time, then uh, you probably get bored of it after a little while. There's only so many times you can go and read the same article. And so going there and being able to have those multiple articles that are coming out or having a new article on a regular basis will help people to be able to see the value of coming back to your website over and over. It's also something that's good for Google. Google looks for content and websites that have fresh new content on a regular basis. And so when they see your site and they see that there's constant updates going on, more than just some small tweaks here and there, but you're actually producing content, then Google will show favor toward your website more than if you didn't. And so as you go and you start blogging, you can be able to spend some time just writing those articles. And again, you're not going to see the results very quickly. Up front, it's going to seem like a lot of work with little results. But down the road, you could be able to see a turn in that as you, again, start to build your reputation. You start to build trust. You start to build your expertise uh, in the sight of those that are reading your blog that they will say, hey, this person knows what they're talking about. Maybe I can do business with them. And so that could be a great opportunity for you. And so usually uh, each person can be different and exactly each podcast or each, uh, excuse me, I'm going jumping ahead. And each blog post that you do may may differ as far as the, the quality and the content and things like that. And so the time frame to be able to do each one is going to vary from person to person and topic to topic. But generally speaking, you could probably do a decent blog post in an hour or less. Some people might have to take a little bit longer. And sometimes if you have to do some more research or there's a lot of editing or you're doing some extra things with images and things like that, it may take a little bit more time. But again, in the long run, it could pay off. And so, and obviously as well, the more that you do it, the better you're going to be at it. You're going to be a lot more familiar with the way the thing works. You're going to be more familiar with the, uh, as far as a process of writing a blog post, and you'll be more familiar. You'll be able to do it a little bit faster as you go along. It's not going to take you as long down the road. And so the key though, is not trying to produce a lot of content per se, but you want to be able to produce quality content. You want content that people are going to want to come back to and to be able to interact with even. And so you want to try to produce that content that's good. And even if you don't do it as often as maybe some people say you should, then if you had that quality content, you can still be able to bring the traffic as long as you can still keep up. I mean, you don't want to do like, uh, uh, I mean, go too far in between, between your blog posts. But there's some people that advocate that you need to be doing it every day or five days a week. Now, if you have the time to be able to produce quality content five days a week, 
then it could be okay to do five days a week. But if you're like a lot of people, you have a full-time job, you have a family, you have a lot of other things going on, you might not have time to write a quality content blog post every single day. So that's okay. You can go, you can do three days a week or even once a week if you need to. And so this still allows your site to be able to have new, fresh content on a regular basis, but it's not overwhelming to you. And the content that you create would be quality content that people would want and would come back for, and even especially share with their friends. That's another good point to be able to have with this is you want to have something that people will share. And so you've probably seen it on Facebook where one of your friends read an article or saw a picture or a video or something like that that they really liked. And so what did they do? They shared it on their Facebook page. What happened? Their friend saw it. You saw it. You went ahead and you went to the article and read it. You clicked on the video and watched it or whatever the case. And so that is a very good thing that you want to try to provide for people. You want that content that's good enough that people will want to share and that the people they share it to will want to respond to it as well. And so, again, this takes some time to be able to develop those kind of relationships. So anyway, blogging is a very good way to be able to get started. How to get started in it? We'll cover that in a following session as far as that, but it's pretty simple. If you have any questions before we get to that session, feel free to ask me those questions. You can go to creativestudio.academy slash one dash two for semester one, session two, which by the way, that's going to be all the way that the, all the uh, show notes are going to be. It's going to the creativestudio.academy slash, and then whatever the semester and session is. But anyway, so that's blogging. The second thing I wanted to talk about is podcasting. Podcasting is great. I love podcasting. I started listening to podcasts about three years ago. And even though as I listened to the podcast and I was afraid of doing it myself, the idea of doing it myself intrigued me. And so I thought about it for a while. And obviously, I started podcasting. I've been podcasting now for about 18 months. And I think it's been a great way for me to be able to communicate and to be able to interact with more people than I did with blogging. And so, in fact, the podcasts that I've uh, done have gotten a lot more interaction or a lot more listens and downloads than I have on my website through my blog itself. And so I've been able to reach a lot bigger audience as a result of podcasting. Plus, podcasting allows you to be able to have a lot more opportunities to be able to reach out to other people that are creating content. And so because people like to interview other people that are podcasting. And so as a result of my podcasting uh, here recently, I've been able to do several interviews with people on top of being being interviewed myself, I've been able to do a lot of interviewing of other people. So people I never would have had the opportunity to interact with if I wasn't podcasting. And so I've been able to pod, uh, interview several um, authors, famous authors, um, or at least uh, in, in leadership type circles. And so I was able to talk to John Acuff and interview him 
for a little while uh, one time. I was able to talk to John Miller, who is the author of QBQ, Question Behind the Question. I was able to interview Chris Lacurto, and at the time he was the vice president at Dave Ramsey's organization. And I, I've been able to uh, talk to, uh, even with one of my podcasts, I was able to um, talk to an interview one of the stars, or not actually not a stars, but one of the actors on the TV show 24. And so I've been able to reach out and interview these people I never would have had an opportunity to talk to if it wasn't for podcasting. It's a great opportunity to be able to talk to all these different people and to be able to get their perspective on things and then also kind of open yourself up to their uh, followers as well. And so podcasting is uh, can be as simple as taking a blog post and reading it into a microphone and getting it on your computer and providing that as as your podcast. Now, it does a little bit better if you do more than just reading a blog post and make it a little more interactive. You can be able to have, obviously, a lot more expression when you are doing a podcast as opposed to just a blog post. It's hard to be able to get a sense of a person's voice um, and their personality just by reading a blog post. Now, if you know the person and maybe you've heard them before, or met them in person, you read something they read, you can get a better sense of what they are saying or how they're feeling as they write something. But for the most part, it's very hard to be able to convey those emotions and enthusiasm and such in writing as it is when you're speaking as in a podcast. And so podcasting is a great way to be able to produce some content and be able to get it available. Plus, uh, statistically, I don't have the statistics, but I've heard people quote these statistics. Um, there are far fewer podcasters than there are bloggers. There's millions of blogs out there. You can do Google searches and there's millions and millions of sites that you can be able to go see. And so if you're doing a blog, you're competing with all those millions others. Now, maybe in your particular niche, you don't have that many, maybe, but you're still probably fighting hundreds or thousands of people. Whereas you get into the podcasting realm, that is dwindled down to you're competing against dozens, maybe into the hundreds of different podcasts that are in your niche. And so it's a great opportunity to be able to have a better reach and a better opportunity to reach out to people through a podcast. The third way that I want to talk about producing content is with video. This is something I haven't done a whole lot myself, but I plan to try to implement a lot more here in the very near future, especially as I try to record some tutorials and different ways to be able to interact through the academy. And so video is obviously a very good way to be able to reach people. A difference, though, between podcasting and video is with the audio. If it's audio only, you can be able to produce a lot more content and it can go a longer time than if you do a video. Usually video needs to be shorter. And so I hear that about five to ten minutes is a good length for be able to produce a video even shorter could be better two to three minutes. And so this is because with audio, people can be listening to it while they're doing something else. If it's a video, they have to devote their entire attention to that video 
And so they want to, you want to make sure that it is something that is worth them stopping what they're doing to watch the video. Obviously, there can be some exceptions to this and some longer videos may be in store and and maybe even um, needed. And so, but those would be for specific things such as, okay, this is a, an official course, official tutorial or something like that, that something is being taught. And that person would know going into it, it is, and that, and that would be normally after uh, probably being introduced to shorter things in the first place. But again, video then opens up the opportunity that they're not just reading what you have to say. They're not just hearing it, but now you can be able to provide some visuals to go along with it. And so it may be as simple as you being able to show your gesture. And again, your personality comes out even more than with just a podcast. But you can also be able to have some visual aids. You can be able to show some slides. You can uh, have a chalkboard or a whiteboard. Uh, I guess chalkboards are kind of going out of the uh, out the door, but uh, you could be able to have that and be able to uh, provide some drawings and be able to provide those visual aids that way as well. And so video is a very good way to be able to provide some information for people. Plus, when you have a video, you can be able to then open up to uh, places like YouTube that allows you to be able to reach a bigger audience. And so Google is the number one search engine in the world. The number two biggest search engine in the world is YouTube. And so it's a great way to be able to get that. Plus, especially if you have a two to three minute video, it can be shared very easily. It can get embedded into um, Facebook and things like that. And the person can watch it without even uh, leaving there. It's easy to be able to share those. And so it's a great way to be able to get more content out there and to be able to get it spread to more people. Now, I did mention that we're going to talk a little bit about social media, but we're not going to get in depth right now. Just enough to be able to say that there are several different social networks that you're probably aware of and maybe some that you're not that maybe you should try to get involved in. So some of the top ones that we can think of would be Facebook and Twitter. And so those are very great social networks to be a part of and to be able to try to reach out and be able to extend your audience and to be able to interact. There is also LinkedIn that would be a very, very good way for you to be able to uh, get involved in, to be able to connect with people. And so LinkedIn is a little bit more of a business connection networking type of site. And so I've gotten some benefit from that, being able to make connections with some people. And I haven't used it like I should. And my plan in the near future is to start to be able to utilize that even better than I have to try to reach out and be able to just make some connections and things like that. And so got some encouragement from a friend of mine, Matt McWilliams, as we were recording an episode talking about networking, which will be coming up in a few sessions. And so try to uh, learn to be able to reach out to your networks. And so LinkedIn is a very good network building place. You can do the same thing with Facebook and you can do the same thing with Twitter as well. And so they each have their own pluses and minuses. They have their own things that they are good for. And so kind of depending on what your purpose is, what your blog is about, what your business is, would kind of depend on where you want to be 
for those particular ones. And in the future, we'll dive into maybe what you want to look at regarding that. And so uh, obviously there's some other ones as well that you can be able to get involved in. YouTube is technically considered a social network. And so, but it's obviously very video based. And so you could be able to do that. Um, you, uh, there's also uh, Google Plus that you could be able to get involved in. And so that's a growing area there. Um, and so it's kind of a Facebook-ish type of thing uh, to where you can be able to interact. And so there's a timeline that's on there. You can be able to share images and videos and different things like that to be able to reach out. There's also a lot of groups. There's also a lot of benefit because uh, you can have the potential of being able to have uh, what's called a Google Hangout or a Google Hangout on air. That's where you can be able to have some live discussions. And if you do Google Hangout on air, it can even be broadcast live um, on video through YouTube. Um, and so there's some different things there, and maybe we'll get into some of the differences and the details about that in the future as well. And so I have a guest in mind that I, I'm going to try to reach out to that uh, knows some things about doing Google Hangout on air, and he can be able to give a lot of good insight into some things to do regarding that. Now, there's also Pinterest uh, that is big. I have not been involved in Pinterest at all myself. My wife has been, and she shared some things with me, but I haven't dived, uh, gotten in, into Pinterest very much. And so uh, that may be something in the future, but uh, I, I'm not sure. Again, you don't have to get involved in every social network. You want to look at which social network will do what you're needing it to do. And so that's what you want to do. You don't necessarily have to dive into all of them at once either. If you look at it, you're like, well, I could see the benefit for all of them. Well, you don't have to dive in to each one. You can start with one, kind of get into it, start to build a little bit and start to get familiar with it, and then add another one and dive deeper into that one and then add a third one. And so that's a good way to be able to do that because if you approach a new social network, there are some learning curves. There might be some similarities between some of them, but there's enough differences that you'll need to kind of learn how to be able to make that work. And so there's a, a, a lot of things that we could be able to talk about with that. But one of the key things that you want to remember with social networks is you don't want it to just be a place where you advertise what you're doing. Not just to show your posts, not just to show things that you might be selling or your services or things like that. You want to be able to make it more of a social interaction, hence social network. And so interact with people, talk with people, have conversations. And then also you want to try to be more service oriented. Try to see how you can help other people as to as opposed to just asking for help or asking for things. And so try to give in those kind of situations that can really help in your social network area there. And so those are very good things. And as you start to build your um, yourself on those social networks, it can then be a gateway for you to be able to bring people back eventually to your blog or your website. And so it's a way to be able to have an, an extra way for people to contact you, an extra way for people to interact with you, but then also that extra thing to be able to bring people back to your site 
especially if you're wanting to do um, selling of any kind, if you have a service that you sell or a product or anything like that, you want to get them back to your website to be able to take that um, interaction to the next level. And so those are just a couple little tips that I wanted to share uh, regarding this concept of content creation and the fact that you need more than just a quality website. We need to remember that. And so you can build a nice website, but if you don't do anything with it, it's not going to go anywhere. It's like if you were to open up a business and the only thing you do is just open your door and have your sign on the front you're not going to automatically get the business that you need. You need to go out there. You need to be talking about it. You need to be advertising and things like that to be able to generate some different business. You need to do some different things to be able to get business. Now, obviously, it's different when you're talking about a storefront business type and a online business, especially just building a blog and things like that. There's obvious differences, but some of the principles are still there. You can't just build it and expect people to come. You need to do something to grow those the way that they need to be. So I hope that you have enjoyed this session. I hope that you were able to learn some things, maybe a reminder of things that you knew once before that you had forgotten and gotten away from if you happen to have dived in before. And so if you'd like to get the show notes to this, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash one dash two, and you can be able to get the show notes for this, and uh, there will be links available, and I'll try to get as detailed as I can with the information that we covered here. And then also there, there's an opportunity for you to be able to go down to the bottom, to be able to leave your comments in there, and you can be able to add to the discussion. Maybe there's some things that... Uh, I left out as we were talking about the different things. And so, or maybe there are some additional insights that you want to add there. Or maybe you disagree with something that I said and you want to share the disagreement. Uh, and so that's perfectly fine because I, again, I'm not the absolute expert. And so, plus there's different ways of doing things as well. And so when it comes to creating content online, there's not any one right way. There's a bunch of different ways, and some of it depends on your particular situations. And we'll dive in deeper into that kind of concept as well as we go later on. Now, as we close, I do want to let you know that I do have a special page just for people coming to the podcast. So if you go to creativestudio.academy slash welcome, that will give you a list of different things that you can be able to do to get started in the Academy there on the website. And so one of the big things I would love for you to do is to be able to subscribe in iTunes and to leave a rating or review if you find this helpful. And so I hope that you would do that. Uh, so you can find the link to that there, or you can go to creativestudio.academy slash iTunes, and that'll take you right to the page there on iTunes so where you can be able to subscribe and leave that review. And that will uh, help me, obviously, but it will help other people to be able to find this content, be able to find this podcast, because it will become more prominent the more reviews that are on there, more people that are subscribed. And so this will be greatly appreciated. And uh, I think that's it. So creativestudio.academy slash iTunes is the place that you need to go to do that. Thank you. And we will see you next session.